You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello, this is Tim Rice, and this is episode 33 of my podcast, Get Onto My Cloud. As I record this podcast, the ghastly 2020 is tottering to its close. Nonetheless, I wish listeners as merry a Christmas as possible, and of course, a much better New Year. While I stand alone 
Winter's Tale, written by Mike Batt and me. Title, more or less, by W. Shakespeare. A Yuletide hit back in 1982, sung by one of the nicest guys you could wish for in the music business, David Essex. This is the 33rd podcast I've recorded since I began to get onto my cloud back in the early days of lockdown. Like nearly everybody, I thought that lockdown and or its variations would be over within a few months, if not weeks and that once I got back into the swing of things, I would neither have the time nor inclination to continue with these offerings. Furthermore, in 10 or at most 20 episodes, I would cover most of the shows and projects I've been involved with since I unintentionally fell into the musicals business in 1965. Well, of course, I was wrong about the length of the COVID crisis, but also wrong in thinking that I couldn't keep going much beyond 10 or 20 weekly chats about my life and times. Here I am, having turned out a third of a century, of 20 to 25 minute thoughts and reminiscences, and I know I could keep going for quite a while yet without repeating myself too often. Whether my audience can keep going for quite a while yet is of course another matter, but there's still quite a bit to reveal or rehash. I've written the complete lyrics for 11 stage musicals. The likes of us, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, Blondel, Chess, Starmania, Heathcliff, King David, Aida, and From Here to Eternity. Four film musicals, The Lion King, The Road to El Dorado, Jock of the Bushveld and Nutcracker. Two oratorios, Come Back Richard and Cricket, although Joseph started out as an oratorio, and made substantial contributions to three stage musicals, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King and The Wizard of Oz, and to two film musicals, Aladdin and 
Beauty and the Beast again. And some of the stage stuff became a film, and even vice versa in the case of a couple of Disney movies. There were a pair of concept albums, such as 1984, yes, Orwell, with music by the marvellous Rick Wakeman. Then, of course, there are dozens of one-off songs for movies or records, 90% all but unknown, plus lyrics written for special occasions, usually a parody tribute to a distinguished artist such as John Mills or Herbert Kretzmer, or my favourite, a reworking of One Night in Bangkok in honour of my late manager David Land. All in all, I'm knackered just thinking about it, and I might have forgotten a few things. If you'd asked me when I was at school what I wanted to do when I grew up, assuming I would grow up, writing lyrics for theatre would not have been high on the list, if at all. Despite my obsession with pop music and rock and roll from the age of 11, it never crossed my mind that I could have a career in any form of entertainment, not even behind the scenes working for a record company or a music publisher. In insane daydreams, I often thought it would be terrific to be a recording star, like the giants of the day, Tommy Steele, Cliff Richard, Marty Wilde, Billy Fury. But this seemed to be a world away from my conventional middle-class upbringing and beyond serious contemplation. Although I was part of Lansing College's first and almost competent pop group, the Aardvarks, so named because we would be top of any alphabetical bill, even ahead of ABBA, not that we knew about ABBA back in the early 60s, not even ABBA knew about ABBA in the early 60s, the thought of mounting a challenge to Marty or Cliff was ludicrous. The Aardvarks did make a privately funded EP, which we managed to pay for by flogging copies around the school, but when it came to the long-term future, I was steered towards respectability and, rejecting university, the law. I worked for two and a half years in a solicitor's office, failing my exams three times. Finally, after the third debacle getting the message, and a lowly job as a management trainee at EMI Records. And around the time I abandoned any ambition to become Rice QC, I met Andrew Lloyd Webber and his certainty about his career and his determination to succeed as a composer for the theatre was as impressive as his musical talent. I hardly ever went to the theatre as a child, other than on school trips to local productions, mainly in Harpenden, Hertfordshire, of Gilbert and Sullivan. I performed in a few school plays without distinction and, indeed, without lines in most cases. My grandmother took me to see my first West End show in 1954, Salad Days, the show which fired the young Cameron Mackintosh to pursue a career in musical theatre. Maybe Cameron was the noisy little pest in front of me who kept jumping out of his seat. We're looking for a P-I-A-N-O We're looking for a piano A piano? Yes, a piano Just any old piano The one that's rather rare We're writing florid phrases Till its reputation blazes From the page reserved for crazies In the Tuppany Daily Scare To where we are, we've seen it very lately. You need not fear, we'll go too far, we'll only dance innately. It's come, it's gone, it's out of sight, this piano's most elusive. We'd like to buy the rights to write and keep them quite exclusive. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking for a P-I-A-N-O. We're looking for a piano, a piano, yes, a piano, just any old piano. 
the one that's not allowed. He told us our requested to appear and be arrested, for it makes the park congested when they draw so large a crowd. They may decide to be benign, but first it would be wise to be sure they're able to define the crime they close their eyes to. Unlicensed joys are out of date, they have to be recorded on printed forms and triplicate and file away and hoard it. for a piano from the original 1954 West End production of Salad Days, music by Julian Slade, lyrics by Dorothy Reynolds and Julian Slade. I loved Salad Days and was enthralled by the words, just any opia no, as much as I was by the music. Maybe more by the words, as was certainly the case when I first heard Gilbert and Sullivan. The only other West End musical I'd seen before I met Andrew was My Fair Lady, with the original stars, Julie Andrews and Rex Harrison. I already knew every syllable and note of the score before I saw the show, thanks to my parents' extensive LP collection of original cast albums and soundtracks of stage and film shows, of which My Fair Lady was my favourite. I particularly loved You Did It, the wonderful scene where Rex Harrison criticises Eliza's Hungarian suitor. Every time we looked around, there he was, that hairy hound from Budapest. Never leaving us alone, never have I ever known a Rudapest. Sometimes I try and meddle with the genius of Alan J. Lerner and try my own version. What if the man referred to in that song was not Hungarian, but Romanian? Every time we looked around, there he was, that hairy hound from Bucharest. Never did he leave you be, even worse, for it was he whom you caressed. I think Alan J. Lerner has the edge over the 14-year-old me. Time and time again, it was brilliant lyrics that first grabbed me. If the words had been below par, I might not have been turned on to the marvellous tunes of either Frederick Lowe or Arthur Sullivan. I didn't really think about the reasons for my enthusiasm for particular songs or shows until I met Andrew and began to analyse some of the shows I knew and enjoyed via my parents' long-playing records. And another thing that struck me was that, however magnificent the recording of the show, it never made me feel I absolutely had to see the show itself. Of course, I was more than happy to see both Salad Days and My Fair Lady, but it wasn't my idea to go. I just loved Long Players, LPs, which gave me all the stage and movie musicals experience I needed back then. I loved a Long Playing Records feel and shape. Its blackness, the covers, the artwork, the label, the sleeve notes, the sometimes mysterious names and numbers on the label, the very grooves, the inner sleeves, the writing on the spine of the package, the hole in the middle. Well, perhaps I'm going too far. But the point is, I was, without really knowing it, a vinyl junkie. Just as, without really knowing it, it was the words that floated my boat before the music. Of course, Andrew's expertise and blazing confidence in his music, but not so much in the words of school friends he'd worked with so far, he was still only 17, had made me see all this. Even the rock and pop songs I'd loved most had tended to be strong lyrically. Writers such as 
Felice and Boodle Bryant, Eddie Cochran, Chuck Berry and Jerry Lieber. Wake Up Little Susie, The Bryants, Summertime Blues, Eddie Cochran, almost anything by Chuck Berry, who often used the same tune for several different hits. And the Coasters and Elvis's early hits, such as Yakety Yak and Jailhouse Rock, words by Jerry Lieber, were all songs that would have graced any Broadway show. Except rock and Broadway never mixed back in the 50s and 60s. Even an apparently nonsense lyric such as Tutti Frutti and its unforgettable opening a wop bop a loop a lop a lop bamboo would be half the number it was if Little Richard's opening shout was, say, Gee, I love you, baby, and you know I do. Little Susie, the Everly Brothers, a wonderful story told in just over two minutes. The movie wasn't so hot. It didn't have much of a plot. We fell asleep. Our goose is cooked. Our reputation is shot. Racy for its time, 1957, and for the pop charts. Written by husband and wife team Felice and Boodle Bryant, a number one record in America. It would have held its own in any musical. I shall be ever grateful to Andrew for educating me about the nuts and bolts of musical theatre and giving me the opportunity to make it my living. But in return, I think I contributed to our early efforts by my obsession with records and knowing that a song, however great the melody, cannot be displayed at its best with lyrics in a secondary role. Andrew obviously knew all this, but it was important his lyrical partner did too. The best stuff is written by equals. My other early musical, non-rock-and-roll and pop loves included Paddy Roberts, The Ballad of Bethnal Green, Tom Lehrer, Poisoning Pigeons in the Park, and Flanders and Swan, all initially delighting me through the words. Michael Flanders' wit and wisdom in his partnership with Donald Swan in songs such as A Transport of Delight, their tribute to the big six-wheeler scarlet-painted London transport diesel-engined 97-horsepower omnibus, or Mud, Mud, Glorious Mud, the hippopotamus song were assuredly lyric-driven 
with irresistible Donald Swan music, helping the words, sensitively, indeed modestly. And then there was this gem, another of their stage hits, the new song. Here's another animal song. A year ago, last Thursday, I was strolling in the zoo when I met a man who thought he knew the lot. He was laying down the law about the habits of baboons and the number of quills a porcupine has got. So I asked him, what's that creature there? He answered, oh, it's a helk. I might have gone on thinking that was true. If the animal in question hadn't put that chap to shame and remarked, I ain't a helk, I'm a ganoo. I'm a ganoo. I'm a ganoo. The nicest work of nature in the zoo. I'm a ganoo. How do you do? You really ought to know wahoo's wahoo. I'm a ganoo. Spelt G N U. I'm not a camel or a kangaroo. So let me introduce, I'm neither man or moose, so gano, 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 I'm a gano. I had taken furnished lodgings down at Rustington-on-Sea, whence I travelled on to Ashton-under-Lyme, it was actually. And the second night I stayed there, I was wakened from a dream, which I'll tell you all about some other time. Among the hunting trophies on the wall above my bed, stuffed and mounted, was a face I thought I knew. A bison. No, it's not a bison. An okapi. It's unlikely, really. Could it be a hearty beast? Then I seemed to hear a voice. I'm a ganoo. I'm a ganoo. A another ganoo. I wish I could ganache my teeth at you. I'm a ganoo. How do you do? You really ought to know wahoo's wahoo. I'm a ganoo, spelt G-N-U. Call me bison or a copy and I'll sue. Ganor am I in the least like that dreadful hearty beast. Oh, gano, gano, gano. Gano, 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 I'm a ganoo. Gano, gano, gano. I'm a gano. The new song, or rather, the gano song. I'll need several more podcasts to explain, if only to myself, how and why I've ended up writing lyrics, but I hope some of the reasons and inspirations have emerged in this podcast. I could end with W.S. Gilbert, Alan J. Lerner, or Tom Lehrer, but as they haven't yet featured me in their podcasts, I shall arrogantly end with a song from the concept album I mentioned at the start, the 1981 album based on George Orwell's 1984. The song is Julia's song. Music by Rick Wakeman, sung by the splendid, spectacular Chaka Khan. It's a heart that it leads
That was episode 33 of Get Onto My Cloud, the podcast written and presented by me, Tim Rice, and produced immaculately by Peter Hobbs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.